Welcome back, friends, to Occultus Anonymous and our Magely Awakening Chronicle Into the West. This is episode 45, Bringing Voice to the Voiceless. Welcome back, friends, to Occultus Anonymous, though kind of on Dork Tales, uh, sponsored by Roll20, the Onyx Path, and viewers like you. Um, special shout out to our patrons who uh, we were going to do this super fast and... Um, Patrons, we are on somebody else's channel, so I hope you don't embarrass us. Uh, thank you to... Uh, this is the part where I remember to refresh the page. Adele, Al, Alexander, Alsrit, hashtag bold anticipation. Bernie, Buck, Chris, Clara, Doggo Dulun, Emil, Funzo Super Ali, George, Happy Pride. James, Jenny, John, <laughs> join the OA server at www.yeetinto.space. Nice. Classy. John, Josh, Catfeathers, Klaus, Crazyman1772, Melissa, Michael, Microsoft is an arc, uh, is an arc mage. Milo V3, Ms. Grumpy, Moku, Mozart D minor, uh, Nerozard, Nova, Other Guy, Perry, Fug, Porter, Puppeteer, Riafia, Ryan, Secret FFL, Shane, Shexara, Terran, Thomas, Vortex Falcon, Wish I Had Space and Matter Moving Sucks, true and zoltan thank you all uh so much for your support uh it means a lot to us thank you um and yes the uh, the art here is by cloudbound corgi and if you think this is cool wait until we come back and we have updated art which looks magical as fuck probably i don't know we haven't actually designed haven't it yet, it so. yet. <laughs> we don't have it yet but it probably will look magical about as the other day i'm very excited. Reasonable assumption. Yeah. When you get an artist who also plays Mage the Awakening and gets it. So, uh, when we last left our coven, the coven of Purgatory Bluff in 1848, Colorado, we have uh, all sorts of um, <clears throat> magical journeys and challenges that they have been traversing across, all to the realization that one of their friends fellow mage Rilla is also an archmage, but not their friend Rilla. No, no. An archmage from another timeline that's done this four or five times before. And then there's other Rillas running around. It's very, it's complicated, but it's fine. They, they've resolved that. They've come home. They, they visited a fort, sold some goods, and they're coming home with that wagon. Or actually, they've already done that. Ha, ah, time to take a load off and relax. Except that there's this, this sudden solar eclipse, which allows um, Theodosia, also known as Baba Sarah, um, to have a chance finally to inspect her own daughter using magical focused mage sight, leaning in real close, because previously all attempts have failed and she was able to gain a little bit of knowledge that she needs a full solar eclipse to actually be able to pierce past this. When she last looked, there was just a Stygian angel standing guard, question mark, over her daughter. Her daughter seems completely fine, other than the fact that she doesn't speak. But now, with this additional vision and looking into the, the girl's soul, into her Oneros, and realizing, oh, there is... um. There's a lot of bad. There's a lot of paradox and abyssal things that are not unreality itself kind of starting to leak into or actually did leak into her soul 
years ago when Baba Sarah, her mother, awoken, uh, awakened, one of those, and is literally being held back from a giant um, deluge of bad by the last remnants of Baba Sarah's own awakening. Um, in that moment, <laughs> Baba Sarah goes, pulls her head back and goes, oh, <laughs> and um, that's where Baba Sarah is currently. Um, <clears throat> Sheriff of the town, Isabel, also known as Petricor to the coven, is... Um, Actually, where did we leave off? You were helping unload stuff, and were you headed up to the end rates? How she and Jules had run off. I know there was a comment because the comment had been to Anastasio about a ring, and then I can't remember uh, what the the size of the ring might be. And. Uh, yeah, so I can't remember. So we, we have Sheriff Isabel there. Uh, we also have <clears throat> Arachne Gisela, who is, uh, well, she's the shop girl um, and is currently passing out all sorts of gifts and things like that. And uh, wrangling no, panicking townsfolk. <laughs> that's true, because they are freaking out about a, a solar eclipse. Oh, right. Jules was there oh, also talking yes. about what the yep. solar eclipse was. Um, farther up the hill from the town in the uh, outside the silver mine uh jean paul also known as ungan cloak actually at this point does anybody call you jean paul the end rights the end rights yeah that's true exactly uh, how he wants it right uh so uh ungan cloak uh voodoo ungan uh also known as the mage legba uh <clears throat> was chatting with and uh catching up with the um, the children of the broken chains, which in French is Les enfants de chien brisé. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Ralph having mercy on me and uh, was chatting with them when the solar eclipse passed over and How about that? How much about better. That? All right. And then, uh, oh, and then Rilla is down with uh, Theodosia and Valosia and uh, wife Catherine. So, uh, yeah, I guess that kind of picks up with uh, Chris, if we can figure out where Isabel is, and then we'll probably jump over to Craig. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I had like two different things that I wanted to do, but mm -hmm. I think for purposes of Isabel's priorities, I think um, going to the tavern and uh, saying hello to Madame Robert, and then um, this mysterious alchemist that has showed up that I definitely don't know who they are mm -mm. or why they've come to town. That's true. The apothecary. Yes, yeah. that's 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 very true. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we could definitely pick up with that because I don't know that you ever mentioned that you were the sheriff or where to find you. I said, ask for ask for Sheriff Isabel. That's right. OK, yeah. So, uh, yes, your mentor uh, mm -hmm. is apparently uh, a, a, picking up with Madame Robert, speaking with you and checking in with you and, you know, doing the the uh, the aunt kind of thing, because she's not mm -hmm. she doesn't quite mother you. But yeah, it's no. checking in. Look, you're all right. You brought stuff. And I'm sure you probably got an armload of goods uh, right. for her. And then, yes, there's the apothecary, which I imagine Madame Robert catches your, you know, looking around for her and then, you know, motions and says, oh, yes, there's a uh, there's the new 
new visitor, uh, Abigail Crow, um, and you know notes that she, like you know our our our, our dear girl Rilla, is also from London. Uh, wow. It's yes, it's very interesting how often we get all these you know visitors from farther and farther out never mind of course the fact that yes uh, you know based on founded the town and right is from there the we have the uh we have a how many did we say about a hundred uh maroons from from haiti we have uh like it's, it's a super multicultural town but ooh, people from london um so yes that's uh, a big city yeah, it is the big city. That's true. <laughs> um, and to the question in chat, uh, she does not appear overly witchy in normal company. I was uh, wondering if she just like walked in like straight up. No, hey, I'm yeah. a witch. Uh, no, she she does have a little bit more um, subtlety. I was going to say sense, but subtlety than yeah. that. Um, and wearing fairly regular attire, something that would match Baba Sarah, Isabel or Gisela. Um, I mean, it's not like anyone could burn one of our order from the stake, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Try that. <laughs> Best uh, of luck. Yeah. Because uh, we figured out what those legacy attainments are. So, yeah. uh, but yes, uh, Abigail Crow up in the clouds when uh, when uh, Petricor first met her was literally black dressed witch with a giant hat and a cat um, riding a broom. In a broom. Yeah. yeah. That was uh, such a great scene, too. Like the two guys like. Who are you going to have, him or me? I'll, I'll take her, actually. Hmm? Me? What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instant mentor. I love it. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> she She's sitting there. I imagine she probably, especially since she doesn't have uh, a formal place to work, um, has, you know, commandeered. I imagine it's the same booth that you all have usually sat in. Yep. And she's just, she's taken it over. And it's it's gone from... Oh no, she's got some things set out to no, she's put stuff on the bench, turned, everything is like on display. Like uh, a big like purple velvet drape over top of the table. Right, exactly. Oh yeah. Just imagine like a con setup, yes, right? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Her con vendor table. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's short of a, a big banner or anything like that, right. but yeah. Um yeah, Isabel totally capable of pretending that she does not know this woman. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's that's not really a, a rollable thing, I don't think. Yeah. Um, and just goes up and and just plays it cool and introduces herself, catches up with Madame Robert. Um, and um, if Madame Robert like turns and goes to do something else, then she'll she'll have a second to like go meet Abigail. Her. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, Abigail. Um, her accent is different. Um. And it's not um, it's not even that it's a different accent. It's just you realize she she's not in her shadow name. Right. right. Uh, she still uses the name Abigail Crow. But mm-hmm. apparently this Abigail Crow compared to the Abigail Crow of her right. witchy self are different. So uh, she has a uh, I'm not going to say. Um, well, she sounds a little bit like a snake oil salesman. She mm-hmm. has all the wonders. She can fix any ailment. And I mean, for anybody else saying that, yeah, no, that's bullshit. But she's a theorist. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely can cure mm-hmm. any ailment as long as you don't ask too many questions of how it worked. Right. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, looking up at you, she smiles and, you know, it's it's a very professional 
you know, Abigail Crow, Apothecary, you know, mm-hmm. what, you know, what concerns do you have as she like looks you over, um, which of course you look pretty much the same way she saw you. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I, I don't think I need to purchase any of your uh, cure-alls and anything today, but um, you know, welcome to town. I think you're going to do just great here. She she smiles. Well, I appreciate that. Welcome, Sheriff. I've been looking forward to meeting you. Madam Robert has said so many glowing things about you. Uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I feel like I already know you. <laughs> like you heard my name on the wind, right? She left just just that. <laughs> yeah, the two of these, the, the two of them talking in their in their mundane selves are going to be obnoxious. I feel. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and I imagine because yeah, Isabel loves like telling stories and and like you know tricking folks and stuff like that so oh yeah absolutely the, like, the idea of compatible roles sort of role playing against each yeah. other kind of thing yeah like one one upsmanship but in a friendly way yeah, yeah which is sure. also feels very thyrsus that's actually yeah. also true this is the first thyrsus you've actually had the chance to interact with that wasn't part yeah. of the diamond order so yeah you right. have this whole like i'm gonna challenge you and her going yeah I, that's cool i will challenge back Unexpected. Um, which we still actually haven't had um, the the fist fight between uh, between Legba and Petricor. We still need to have that. This put that no, put a fist fight. We do a we do a uh, Rocky three running on the beach. <laughs> yeah, so slow mo uh, like yep. cross cross counter uh, finish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you thinking more wrestling match, uh, Ralph? Yeah, that's what we discussed. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, that, yeah, that's right, that's right. So, uh, well, those are fun people. Yeah. <laughs> Chokes them out. Uh, so, yep. um, I feel like we probably jump over to... Yeah, for sure. The, the, the Stokes home, uh, down, uh, down farther away from town, out in the suburbs, uh, though actually I guess the more rural area of all the farms across the, the new bridge. It's still the new bridge, even though it's a year old. It's also the only bridge but um and yeah we pick up with i believe i believe was rilla and baba sarah kind of making eyes at each other going hang on what's what's going on yeah composure five um feels pretty calm outwardly but uh, her eyes say a whole lot more mm-hmm. when she looks at rilla um when we can get a moment alone that's not like super obvious um feels gonna Ask Rilla if she could please get everyone else over here at some point in the very near future. And she and she looks from from you, especially and you know the solar eclipse. I imagine like this is outside, you know, and everybody, you know, all the farmers mm-hmm. are out. Everybody's looking around. Catherine is, you know, standing with Valosia, and they're looking. And you kind of sidestep away, and Rilla looks up at the solar eclipse that at this point is now, you know, shifted through. This is not any longer than any normal one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, it's a what, 20 minutes at max. If, if if even that, I feel like that's long for a solar eclipse. Um, yeah. 
the full the full eclipse mm -hmm. the full eclipse is only a few minutes right that's what i was thinking yeah okay the, the whole duration progression might last an hour or right okay mm -hmm. yeah um and so uh naturally right naturally yeah, that's right it's true yeah. we are playing with an archmage who went yeah you want to solve like that sure mm -hmm. yeah. sure yeah. this is gonna last 50 minutes yeah. <laughs> get your stuff done um so yeah but rilla looking up at the sun looking over says how quickly um that isn't an on fire situation but um do you remember when you first awoke and you had a look at Volosia? yes so I've and I was in your face about no don't touch no looking uh yes <laughs> quite remember um, that <laughs> so the reason I asked for the eclipse was because I could unlock the mystery that's there and the results are horrifying she looks over at like at Valosia with like a little bit of concern and wariness because of course, way back to when she first awoke and looked at Valosia, who during her awakening, she did not see and interact with at all and was this shadowed spot in her vision and then immediately went, what are you? That's something mm -hmm. you say to a kid, but um, yeah, and now she's looking and she has that same concerned, slightly terrified expression of what is she? Uh, but she, she nods and kind of pats your shoulder, doesn't waste time asking for further clarification because clearly that'll show up when everybody else is here. Um, and so she kind of turns and, you know, waves waves to Catherine and makes some, you know, simple excuse of going to go check up on, you know, Gisela and trots up the hill and, you know, about 20 minutes later, maybe a little bit more, uh, is up in town with I imagine at this point, Anastasio and Gisela having passed everything out, I can't imagine it took all that long. And at this point, the solar eclipse ha having ended, Jules having disappeared off to who knows where, whatever convenient place we want him to show up. Um, and, you know, Rilla <laughs> smiles at Anastasio. Nice to see you. I did hear about. Yeah, that's terrific. And grabs Gisela like lightly around the, as like girl talk. Thank you. Excuse me. Um, kind of moment goes. Uh, so Theodosia has requested a meeting of minds about her daughter. OK, now. Compared to how she was acting around Theo, uh, Rilla is in full, like, ooh, excitement thing. Because, I mean, talking with Theo, it had to be very controlled and, you very know. Very serious. Right. But now she's like, the Obrimo scientist is just boiling out. She's like, I want to study. I want to study. I want to figure out what's going on. And now I finally, after more than a year, have permission. Um, so. Um, is she okay? She... I believe her exact words were nothing is on fire yet. So I, I think we are OK, uh, but we should probably get together as soon as it would not be. Awkward for us to all have left and then immediately gather together. So perhaps sometime after sundown, um, I'm going to go speak with uh, Ungun Cloak. Um, I know you are busy here for a minute. Um, but if you can find I, mean, I feel like it makes sense for us to meet back up you can make an excuse of oh 
she forgot something. Right, right. Um, but yeah, we can all just make our way down to the Stokes homestead. Yeah, so I'm just gonna basically head on up there with the, like, oh, I meant to give this to uh, Theo. Gotcha. And yes, Rilla heads up to uh, the mines uh, to find Unga Cloak. Um, at this point, probably having finished the, the recap with uh, Bombo Etoile. Yes. Okay. Um, and, you know, at this point, Eclipse having finished and it, this was a normal work day. So some folks who had been in the mines going back into the mines, because I mean, the, OK, hang on, guys, let's let's stop. There's something cool coming out. Come on, let's let's hang out. Let's. That's yeah, cool. I'm right, back in. <laughs> Show's over, folks. Everybody back to work um, and meet uh, finds you. And especially around the children is a bit doesn't have to be quite as subtle uh, and just merely yeah, exactly. states that uh, Theodosia has asked for, for us to gather together. There is some concerns about her daughter, about there might be something horrific, not immediately dangerous, but something that she wants us to all gather together to resolve. When? Uh, based on her comments, it's not an immediate danger, but... Gisela is going there now. Um, so if there's something that you need to complete now, um, well, I imagine even if you complete it now, you may beat me down to the Stokes farmstead. Hmm. Finish the shift and then head there. Good. Um, and I thought it really, really hard. Did I actually have Rilla mention to Gisela to find uh, Isabel? Did I actually verbalize that? You did not, but let's say it already happened. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like, that we'll split up. Okay. Uh so we have the, yeah, I would have just swung through the tower. Right, exactly. Like, yeah, because you're right. Sort of... And so we have the OA logo, zoom at the screen, zoom back. Uh, <laughs> I really like it's it's in like it's one of those things I just need a little button just throw on stream and just be like, and then we skip forward just a minute. Um I feel like I'd be more willing to actually do that instead of walk through every minute uh, if I have a little button to press. Um, so we pick up right. down at the Stokes um, farmstead probably about an hour or so later. Uh, Ungun Cloak finishing up the the shift and you know before coming down, Isabel has time to you know, dump off her things, maybe speak with um, uh Oh my gosh, I've forgotten her name. Uh, Miss Crow, Abigail Crow, uh, a little bit more, kind of welcome her. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> but in that meantime, the, the time Sunshine leading up walk. to that, um, how's Theo been and what has she been up to? <laughs> um, so filling in, um, Catherine, about the trip, was your five, right? She's able to segment the horror that she saw uh, with the loja. Um, so just trying to, as she would normally do if the, if that weren't weighing on her, she's just filling in um, Catherine about the trip, but does say that there's some things that, that they're going to have to talk about at some point. Not now, because she's, like, Theo's still processing some of it, but her and uh, Catherine should set aside some time at some point to have a, an adult's discussion 
she she looks at you you understand how awkward it is for you to come back after a couple weeks and then tell me that we need to talk it, it's no it's nothing like that it's things i learned about myself and um and our life together that's all good things I see you are realizing how much of a catch I am and you wish to swear your undying love. Oh, you've already done that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more about deepening your understanding of how much you mean to me. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she's like, uh, not even that because it's not even a deflection, but she's like, oh, okay. Like calm nerves calmed. Like, this is clearly going to be a positive, but deep and serious discussion, depending on how much uh, information you share about your alternate life um, in a time traveling way. Um, and so, uh, but in the meantime, um, at this point, it's probably mid afternoon um, when everybody is kind of gathered together. And I kind of leave this on Craig to kind of present to everybody. Um, as so, I'm, I'm assuming she'll see like Legbo walking up first. Does that make sense? First? I mean, probably last, honestly. Oh, last, yeah, because yeah. yeah, Ungan Cloak was gonna spend a, an hour or so fixing up the furthest away and was doing things before coming okay, down. Sure. Yeah, all right. Um, so Isabel first, sure. Um, okay. we're together. Yeah, yeah. oh, mm -hmm. cool, great. So, Theo, what's you guys uh coming down? Um, the path and uh, would come out of the house to meet you. Um, I'm not. We're probably going to want to have a shared look at Zalosia. Can you. Um, I don't know, make her solidly asleep. Sure. Sure. So everything okay. There's a um it's not okay. It's uh stable, but there's definitely some stuff that I don't know how I would deal with on my own. What so this is going to I'm going okay, to need your so help. This is this is entirely in character, mm -hmm. not attacking Craig. Did you do something? Um, not directly. No, this is fallout from my awakening. Oh, I see. She's okay, right? No, no. Oh, she's stable. Um, but it wouldn't take much of a supernal jostling or a magical jostling to knock that out of balance very quickly. There's okay. some things we need to fix. I don't know how we're going to fix it. I don't All even right. know where to begin. <laughs> how do you plan to explain this to Catherine? I don't know. Chris asking <laughs> the good questions. Would you like them both to be asleep? 
Maybe that would be helpful. Thank okay. you. They're both inside? Yes. She peeks in the window and just... just ev- everything house. everything in the house goes to sleep kind of spell? Yep. Well, that's... <laughs> the flowers close up. <laughs> yeah, the night, night cycle kicks in. Yeah. I mean, it's not that big a house, right? Nope. No. You can probably Sorry. see both of them by looking in a window. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's just like life compelling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just feel feel tired, feel tired, want to lay down, take a nap. Yeah. You um, can probably do it as a ruling to, like, yeah, make yeah. them sleep and make them stay asleep. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of just get real sleepy. Yeah, sure. Um, give them a few minutes, but... Cool. Uh, yeah, as you're finishing up chatting with them... Um, and yeah, Chris, I don't see any reason to roll it unless you want to. Um, yeah, as you know, they start for to, the purpose of moving on. It's right. fine. Um, and uh, Rilla arrives a little bit after, kind of gives everybody a heads up that Ungun Cloak is finishing up a shift, gets a kind of abbreviated explanation of things. Um, and, and then uh, <laughs> makes mention of if and kind of prodding the discussion a little bit. If we need to go within her Neros, we need a place to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Which I am prepared to make. I thought we could just use my workshop. I thought about using um, the hallow, but given the nature of what's going on in there, I don't think I want it anywhere near the hallow. So true. Yeah, let's I'm go to the... get her out there. That's yeah. yeah. Isabel like peeks in the window. They've just climbed into bed. Okay. We can set up a domain around in her room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what Rilla was suggesting is setting it right. up. But yeah, okay. if you want to, because again, this is Craig's show. Uh, absolutely. If it's like, oh no, we're going to get her out of bed gently and take her down. Absolutely do that too. I will mention. That should Valosia wake up, that is a really creepy place to wake up. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Mom's also kind of creepy, so she might have. That might be. But also, that, like she doesn't yeah, know yeah. it exists. Right. right. Yes. Okay. So in her room, we'll do it also there. unravel. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, anything that you have up there, problem. Yeah, dissonance mm-hmm. and quiescence might shred some of your stuff down there. Uh, so with that, Rilla goes and uh, goes inside and uh, begins to use her soul stone to uh, create a domain in Fellows' room. Uh, a little while later, hour or so, Ungun Cloak arrives. I imagine just by walking. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. He hasn't yet achieved the fourth. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you could still, you know, co-locate down there, but. That's true. Yeah. Still feels like a little little unnecessary. It was a little yeah. hubrisy. It's a He's legacy thing, so technically isn't, it. but he could do it whenever he wanted. But why not walk right. when you can? Yep. That cook is real big on the wisdom side of things, so yes. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Indeed. when uh when you arrive, uh Rilla has the domain set up. Um and everybody kinda gets caught up. And I guess at that point, 
<laughs> the, the question is, all right, Craig, what do you tell him the plan is? So I told you guys about my awakening tonight. Yes, did I share did. that? Yes. And the Velosia was present for all of it. Yes. yes. Unfortunately for her. And she hasn't spoken since. Mm-hmm. So the eclipse that I asked for did its job and unlocked the mystery. And I had a vision of her Oniros. And it's a field of blackness with a small circle spotlight that is her just sitting in it. That's probably. And all the rest of it was, I assume, abyssal backlash from my awakening. There is some entity, some act of will involved in that she was able to hang on. It might have been leftover Numina she absorbed or something. Something is keeping Numa, pardon (laughs) Numa. Something is keeping her safe. It's very precarious. I don't even know how to begin to fix this. Well, you might want to come up with an idea before we launch ourselves down in there. I mean, my immediate thought is don't. Because if you screw with it and knock it out of alignment, that's very, very bad. But she's on, like, it's not a stable situation right now. If she catches a whiff of something, a glimpse of something that she shouldn't. Don't let her. Her mother's a freaking wizard. It's not so easy. I mean, separate your lives more. Don't let Baba Sarah come home. But that also condemns her to a life without the normal dreamscapes that we would have. Her ability to speak is all lost because of this. I I can't just let it be. I have to try and do something, even if it's to take it into myself. I can't just leave her like this. She didn't ask for any of this. It's, it's not like she had any choice. It was something that was done to her. I can't just leave it. I'm asking for your help to try and fix this. Of course, I'll help you. Just how? First question for you, Theo. Mm-hmm. Is what is the outcome you desire? And I mean in specific magical terms. I understand that you want her restored to the state she was in before she acquired this unfortunate condition. What I mean is do you want her to be able to speak again immediately after we leave for Nero's? Do you want her to no longer be in danger, fracturing her psyche by witnessing another act of magic? What is it uh, you'd like us to help you accomplish? 
I think the the minimum bar for me is to get the abyss out of your soul. You'd like us to unpollute her pattern. Yes. That might As, be at a minimum, anything else that comes after that would be gravy, but I want to take that risk out of the, the, the equation, whatever else comes. Okay. Then I have a second question, which is, do you know of any entity, including her daemon, the night might present a tremendous challenge to us in that endeavor. There was a, like, I had a feeling, correct me if I'm wrong, dude, I had a feeling of some sort of malevolence lurking in the shadow. Like pacing in the shadow, right? There, yeah, there, something yeah. in the darkness. There's yeah. things behind, beyond, in that darkness, outside yeah. of the light. Mm -hmm. And I also have, I've repeatedly had a vision of a Stygian angel sort of as a guardian, keeping that space safe. So maybe they'll, there's an ally or not, but there's things in there that I think we can deal with. Hmm. Predators hunting in the dark. Now you're speaking my language. One thing I do want to clarify just for, well, for, so Craig can, elucidate there's definitely like a finite stuff out there it is not like oh it's just the raw and endless unreality right, yeah. of the abyss there's some stuff that has gotten in that needs to be dealt with as opposed to oh yeah it's just a big old portal to the abyss yeah so when i was looking at it like i had the sense of an aneros with the, all the borders and stuff that an aneros would have but i could only see the spotlight that was safe and just a sense of dread and lurking hostility in the shadows. If it behaves anything like a spirit, then giving it something resonant to attach to would be my idea to how to get it out. I doubt we'll be able to ki kill whatever this thing is. Um, but if we, you said, if you take it within yourself, if we were to split that burden, it might be a better option. Providing concrete. Rilla, you know, pops up with big sister vibes and goes, I'll share. I'll get in on that. So we go in and investigate and worst case scenario, I'll do something really stupid and open us all up. What would that do to us? Good question. Because just I am not willing to take this home to my family. Right. I just fixed my family. Right. Um, it would pollute our pattern, but to a smaller extent, I think. It, yeah, it should be easier for us to scrub it from our patterns ourselves. Yes, yeah, we've seen ways to excise that. I mean, we've all 
had to scrub stuff from my pattern, I think, at some point in the last couple of years. Some of us, and like, really kind of, you know, grins over at Legba, shining beacon of, have you hit Wisdom 10? I can't remember. Yeah, he's been yeah, a Wisdom 10 right. for a while. So. That's your core still Wisdom 8. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think I'm seven. Legba did the things that bring you down to integrity one, so <laughs> he's not he's not yeah. taking any chances. <laughs> he doesn't feel Fair. free as everyone else. So, uh, but so, so what he says is uh, that might work. I think we should remember two important things: that we'll be going into astral again, and resonance and souls functions differently there than it would if we were trying to do something like that out here so we'll need to be careful also we're talking about trying to clean up the abyss unpollute her oneros and any magic we cast inside of her oneros because she is still asleep will necessarily present a risk of causing it to encroach further reminds me i don't have so, my books open so we do it the old-fashioned way we try that would be my first suggestion the law of tooth and claw indeed my second would be if you are able to convince this guardian to consider us allies, it might make us a lot, might get a lot easier for us to move freely throughout the place. And I wouldn't suggest you summon that guardian if it isn't a Stygian angel, that you summon it from her Oneros and talk to it here because that might leave her vulnerable. Cool. However, if it is present inside of her Oneros, that suggests to me that you might be able to summon it there. Perhaps. Um, I feel like we should get in and have a look first to see what we're up against before. But that will keep that as a, a possible course of action. Just ideas. Now, I have a plan for getting in there. Mm -hmm. I've successfully used my connection to get into Catherine's Aneros before. And I think I can do the same thing with Velosia. So if we were to all meditate and come into my Aneros, I can fast track us into hers. I do not know that the trip will be uh, pleasant and smooth. Um, there is the possibility just to uh, nudge this a little bit um, right. is by... Like I can do it, right? Right, via yeah. telepathy and right. guiding... I can link our minds. Mm -hmm. And literally when connected by telepathy... The strongest when you went into uh, what was that? That's what y'all did when you went into Isabel's mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep, and just direct it directly to somebody's thing. Uh, technically, Ralph will come up against a clash of wills against Valosia, but um, I'm going to give you a hint. She doesn't have much of a clash. Um, Makes sense. Yep. So, um, considering the timing. Uh, mm -hmm. What I'm going to propose is that we go ahead and fast forward to we make telepathic connection because that's literally 
like this legacy um and we will take a quick little break i'm gonna get more coffee go yell at my dog uh and uh <laughs> when we come back we will enter into valosia's own euros that's good to me so twitch guys get up walk around get some something to drink pet your dog um touch grass something like that uh youtube guys uh blink and you miss it be soon we pick up with uh legba's telepathic guidance uh guiding everybody into Valosia's Oniros. Um, and on the way down, because uh, we've had a couple visions of a couple different people, but I don't know that you have all been together in an Oniros at the same time, because the four of you went together into Isabel's and saw her Damon, who looked basically like Isabel. Have we seen Isabel's astral form? Uh, briefly, but not her Amnion, which I have plans for. Oh, yeah. But yeah, um, so for those who are maybe not following 100% along, uh, the uh, the astral realm is a realm of mind and stuff like that. So you don't necessarily look like yourself. Uh, so if everybody kind of wants to go round uh, and uh, well, actually, I guess I'll prompt things and we'll just go the way we're on Discord here. And we'll start with Chris um, and go around and kind of describe what everybody's astral form looks like compared to to you know everything else um she has a big flowing dress that uh just seems to keep getting bigger and and move with a bit of wind um and it is um orange and yellow and black in shifting kind of patterns um and um it seems to kind of wrap up around her. Uh, perhaps we should call it a thorax. Um, um, and there are um, there's like a sort of veil and headpiece um, that give an impression of a monarch butterfly uh, or a monarch posa. Naturally, um, which. Um, migrate upon big formations of thunderstorms and stuff um so oh yeah cool and of course amnion will wait until that's necessary so we roll over to ralph who um like but looks like ralph does no uh sort of so there there are definitely aspects that i'm representing so uh legba's uh astral form even before the amnion is ornate and classical in his garb um and uh the cane he usually has with him is now even more like the one i had once described whereas in comparison to um the original cane which had the dog's head um was black uh seemed a little ethereal it's more a representation and now that he's back in the astral with the new cane um it looks like it's made of ash looks like it's much more integral to his form and it also has substance um, and uh, the see the the perfect nature of the dog's head mm-hmm. uh, is clear here as well, because its siderite aspect um, is represented. It, it seems like um, the hmm, platonic ideal of dullness here in the astral. 
represents sure. that. So yeah, um, he's big, bigger than he is in in um, in the material. He's uh, probably about seven feet tall, and uh, has a a large top hat, a tailcoat. Uh, yeah, and we'll get to the amnion in a bit. Cool. Hopefully, maybe you guys won't need the amnion. Indeed. Uh, uh, so going around to uh, Gisela. Uh, Gisela physically looks similar to her real life self. Um, at this point, she's dressed more in like a classical Greek chitin. Mm. Um, with her hair like curled and pinned up in the the style you see on the statues mm-hmm. that you would have seen in books. Right, that's true, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's probably about it for right now. Just kind of neat and tidied up, and I think everybody looking is like, you had all these things to be, and you just, you, you put on a fancy dress, put your hair up. <laughs> I feel like she's got some elements of, like, threads around her hands, like, just mm-hmm. sort of I mean, it's like constantly messing with them. Or, I like that. You know, like when you're making string. Mm-hmm. String shapes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like a cast cradle thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. She she has her 1848 uh, fidget spinner. <laughs> uh, and what about Craig? Baba Sarah looking um, like these days. Baba Sarah looks fairly wraith-like. Um, black... Uh, Black cloak, can't really see the face, um, doesn't seem to walk when she moves. It's more of a floating, drifting sort of thing. You know, her cloak trailing out behind her as she's, you know, standing in some invisible wind or something. Love it. Um, no scythe, though, right? No scythe? Scythe. Oh, no scythe, no. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, and, uh, Rilla, uh, a appears to be a set of constellations uh, or uh, well less of she appears to be a constellation of a person um, there's a uh, yeah. yes yeah for those of you who <laughs> oh, yeah. played those of you who played Warcraft yes um, yeah uh, stars as, as well as her in interior w- within her outline appears to be stars farther out but there's the definite like definition of lines connecting uh different stars uh but she's fairly there. recognizable as herself um m- around the face the rest of her becomes a little bit more ethereal and formless hell yeah and uh, for her she's she's looking down and like i think because she's not been we haven't seen her astral form right yeah uh-huh. okay nope. uh because i was describing and i was like hang on this is the first time, yeah. Um, and for her, she's entered her own Oneros. She's visited herself. She's seen this, but now you know she's stepping forward to do this for everybody else. And she's like, "Yeah, okay," um, and stands a little bit more. Well, especially o- over the year, right? She's gained some of this confidence and stuff like that, and is like, "Yeah, okay, we're gonna do this." And of course, doing this for you know, little sister Valosia. Uh, air quotes there um, right. as the journey brings you all into the Oneros of Valosia you find yourselves on 
actually for for Legba, this feels kind of at home. You are in a big crossroads. Um, it is a bunch of roads leading off in different directions. There's no uh, guideposts, though. There's no symbols. Uh, and looking out in the distance, you just see roads going off in just various different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, and just this is this is travel. This is journeys. This is, you know, going places for her of note for everybody who has any kind of experience within Oniros. This place is it's not desolate. It's abandoned. It does not feel like there's anything going on here. Mm. There's no, you know, for for instance, Port-au-Prince had ships coming and going and goetic entities moving about. Um, even when we went and visited uh, Baba Neros and it was the camp, there were, you know, uh, other Romani who were sitting and sitting by the fire. This place seems to be kind of empty um, and devoid of activity. There is grass out there off the, the road, but it's kind of um, droughted brown um, and kind of tired. There's there's still some green. It's still alive. Um, and like uh, stagnant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it hasn't had a lot of water. It's just holding on. And there there is no sun in the sky. It's this dark uh well, it, it it's it's a full moon blotting, uh, but that's made it bright enough to blot out stars. Um, so it's very uh, monochrome. Um, so there's a little bit of color to stuff, um, but yeah, and notably, that's it. So we're in this place that has a lot of different roads mm-hmm. representing travel and interconnection. Yeah, I imagine you were but standing at around. a crossroads that you've literally just cool. walked to and you can see it goes down and then you have that sense of farther down there, there will be another crossroad and th- down that way, there will be another crossroads. Um, almost like from that top down view, kind of like a, this mm-hmm. crisscrossing labyrinth of ways to go. Mm. but they all seem kind of interconnected, almost pointless. Like they all just kind of lead nowhere. There's a little, um, especially compared to everybody else's Oniros, this place, it's going to take me here. This place, it's going to take me here. This seems unorganized. Oh, and of course, there's that ever-present weird watching feeling that you have Craig Bobasera mm-hmm. will recognize it from visiting um, Catherine Zuneros. Right. What does that feel like with the inward and outward eye on? <laughs> I imagine it's like, hang on, something is watching me and somehow I can't see who it is, especially that mm-hmm. whole like, I can't be surprised, but you yeah. had that imminent ambush feel. And it's like, this is not fair. This isn't this uh, isn't okay. how this should feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Like, you're aware that there's something there, and also... Can't find can't it. See can't it. see it. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. see it. I know it's going to come, and I won't be surprised, but I can't uh, identify it. So I was, like, waiting really for the unsettling. jump scare that you know is coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that, Chris? 
I said, ah, anxiety. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Rilla. First time folks felt that in a, in a while, to be honest. Rilla walks over and places her hand on on Theo, well, Baba Sarah's shoulder. And so we have the, the star child and the wraith. Like, are you okay? Um, this, um, I'm following you. All right. Um, travel is more uh, about where you want to go rather than actually covering ground. So, does um, this lead anywhere, though? They all kind of seem like, I mean, not dead ends, but dead connections, right? Well, I. And the image that Theo has is like there's somewhere there's a circle of light and life. So Theo's idea is to visualize getting to that and not necessarily following a path. It is thematic. Mm -hmm. Also, roads can exist without people to travel them. Mm -hmm. Which lots of uh, lots of deer trail and other stuff like that. So. Cool. Um, so Baba Sarah kind of sets off, and, and so you've got the the vision that you're you're following, uh, that you saw that spotlight. Um, but in terms of memory and thought and feeling, what is uh, what do you uh, what is Theodosia heading for? Um, the, the somewhere in here, there's going to be a place of light and life. Like a moonbeam shining down, or something like that. Some place where there's clouds aparted, and there's you know, uh, uh, some place where there's still life going on in this place. Gotcha. Most of us kind of dry and and dead, but there's going to be some place or like a spring or something. I gotcha. So, so the big idea yeah. is trying to find the life here. Okay. Yes. Cool. Cool. Um, so, as often happens with astral travel uh you get drawn into and find yourself in a memory or you know a point of travel um and we find uh yeah actually yeah this is perfect i don't even have to go out of order uh so you have a moment of traveling as your little squad right and then you are pulled into a memory and you are watching uh, from Valoja's point of view. So for some of you, I haven't been this short in a long time. Um, uh, and notably, this is several years back um, for everybody except for Theo. Um, there is an unrecognizable boy that Valoja is playing with. For Theo, it's Luca. Um, and oh. you see Valosia playing with Luca, who, if I remember correctly, was the younger. Right. Um, and so playing with the baby brother. Right. Um, and yeah, this is this is a super happy memory. Very like everything is light and happy. And um, you can jump in and participate in the memory or just watch as it happens. Um for Theo's purposes, you recognize this memory. You recognize yourself and you recognize Jonathan. Uh, the memory 
of course, being a memory skews things a little bit. Um, and especially as it is, you know, there's that whole, did I look like that? You know, Valosia thinks you look much prettier than you probably think you look, you know, and, you know, Jonathan was, was he always that strong and just, you know, well built and ready to take on everything. But, you know, it's the nature of memory. Um, and it's right. 100% this very happy, like golden moment. And, you know, Luca's, you know, tottering, tottering around um, a little bit. Um, and probably, you know, one of those first, like, I can actually play with Luca instead of holding him kind of memories. Right. Um, we can pause there. Um, leaving it up to uh, you guys, but Theo is sort of focused on, I need to be detached to be able to help, to be able to think clearly. So she's going to not get drawn into the memory, but she'll observe. Cool. Uh, with nodding heads. And, yeah, and I think the five of you kind of s sit like spectral wraiths um, watching and just enjoy the, like, a happy moment. Uh, and you pull through to the other side and find yourselves not on that empty road, but now in a... Well, it's a very small place. Um, there is a recognizable cart because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Craig, but you use this cart with Jonathan, right? It's the same cart. The right. Roman, yeah. Right, the wagon. It's not a, it's not a Romani cart. It's just a, it's a covered wagon, but decorated. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That's true. Um, and so, yeah, it's that there's green grass. It's a spring day. Um, and you've, you've stepped out of the memory into what looks like an area built off of it. And yeah, this is this is this is a nice place. This is this is uh, I will go so far as most of you recognize. OK, this is this is Valosia's happy place, quite literally. It's just calm. It's green. There's bird song in the distance. There's probably some butterflies. This is this is this very happy, but it is small. You've got the wagon in the center and then you've got three, four paces of grass before it. Oh, there's the wagon. And you've got three more, three or four more paces, and you're back at the wagon. It's it's a small, very concentrated little space, um, and obviously, you know, the goal would of course be to move on. However, um, there is a rustling and then clanking sound that comes from inside of the covered wagon. Isabel's guns are already in her hand. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> they I appear now holding there, right? There's no drawing. Yeah. Um, yeah, Theo just sort of reaches under the cloak and pulls out her her big gnarly cane and uh pulls aside the the tarp to have a look inside. Perfect. I love that. And you come face to face with Valosia's older sister? maybe uh peeking at you over a kite shield she's got this big shield propped up here and she's kind of looking over it at all of you and the shield kind of comes down a little bit and she kind of pulls herself up and you hear more clanking and rustling and you can see right out of yes. a kid's imagination right 
She's a lady knight, which of course means that she has armor on and a beautiful gown, right? Oh, uh, no. She's got a shield so and it's 100% that children's manifestation of, you know, this thing. The dress is beautiful and gorgeous and of course not in any way wrinkled or rumpled or anything like that. The armor fits perfectly and the, the dress, if you look at it, it's armored, but obviously it's not armored because that would look bad. And it just is both. And it's just like, don't ask mm -hmm. questions. Um, she has a big shield. She it's does not appear to have any kind of weapon. Uh, there's no sword belt mm -hmm. or anything like that. She just has a shield to protect herself. I don't know if there's necessarily a symbol that it might have, Craig, if you want to mm -hmm. throw something out there. Um, but that, you know, is this very kind of protection thing. Um, but as she kind of looks over and she looks at you and it's a big scary wraith but her, the thing that comes out of her mouth is mother and for you other than that vision a while back it's the first time you've heard valosia speak in forever and of course this is this is the 21 year old version of valosia mm -hmm. or something like it and and looks and immediately you can see her recognizing everybody uh some people Ungan Cloak and Isabel probably a little less familiar with, but she's definitely seen you in town. Uh, notably, Ungan Cloak visits mom frequently and have discussions. And Isabel, she's the sheriff and the bartender that works with mom. And then Giza, she's the shop lady. Go ahead, uh, Ralph. Also, uh, Cloak has been in Theo's Oneros, so it wouldn't seem far-fetched to me if this representation of Elosia has uh, somehow recognized that. Like, this uh, image of Cloak is something that Theo knows, so... But I don't know if Volusia would recognize that. No, I don't, I, I, mm -hmm. I'm just saying if there's some, like, smell or some oh, I association and connection between Volusia and Theo, so that, like, the way they relate to each other... I just, I just mean that this representation of Cloak is really familiar to Theo. Mm -hmm the astral form right so if if theo's mind is connecting to Velozia's, it's possible that the, the daemon or whatever this entity is mm -hmm. would get some inspiration I get you, I it get doesn't you. seem far-fetched for the recognition mm -hmm. sorry got distracted by chat but yeah no uh there's definitely everybody falls into it's uh oh my gosh what is the movie with the twister talking about twister twister, twister? no <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are terrible. Wizard of Oz. Uh, Wizard of Oz. Okay. <laughs> with the uh, twister. Right. With the Wicked Witch of the West. I was getting there. <laughs> and the lion. Uh, but notably, yeah. And the it's, Tin Man. It's exactly the that. It's the it's the Tin Man and the lion. And it's like, oh, I recognize you all in fantastical, you know, versions of yourselves. And slowly, like, she kind of looks at the, the, the staff and she's slowly rising up and you can see this gown and everything and recognizing everybody. Well, Theo, just like a long bony hand kind of comes to her mouth and she just kind of sits there for a moment. A little overcome. And you can see she's very confused. Of course, this is some kind of goetic entity, um, but doesn't have any more knowledge than Valosia has, right? Um, and just kind of looking at all of you and... Well, the question on Theo's mind, is this the 
Is it a goetic entity or is it her daemon? You, you don't know? Yeah. There's, there's no... It's. I mean, for all the daemons that you all have met, well, you know, some have been a little more subtle than others, but yeah. Uh, she, you know, uh, stands up and says, is it... Are we... Are we going somewhere? We've come to help. You know what my job is, right? She nods. She's, you're the sheriff. Yeah, I catch the bad guys, right? Yeah. Is there a bad guy somewhere around here? There's something you need that armor and that shield to protect yourself with immediately like pulling the shield a little bit closer to herself. Just like there's there's a lot of bad things out there. Okay. I can tell us where they are. Everywhere. But they don't come here. And very, very dissonant childlike answers from mm-hmm. the 21 year old right. you know full adult okay well we'll probably have to go out there but you can keep this place safe right strong mm-hmm. knight that you are it's like immediately like yeah uh no that's yeah that's that's my job good it's what i do good And she'll, like, kind of look over her shoulder at, at Baba Sarah. Um, you're getting a strong sense of gratitude. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll go and take care of the bad guys, and then maybe we can come back yeah. and have tea or something. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. She she makes this not this silent like excited. Oh, where did I put my tea set? Um, expression. Um, but she nods. What does she's, that look like, Drew? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, watch on YouTube and see my expression. Uh, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm really just picturing like Chibi Romani Saber from Fate Stay Night. I'll say yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and is that who chat mentioned the Arturia little, Pendragon yeah, yeah. waifu King Arthur <laughs> Yeah, sure I'll have to look that up later jumping to uh, some forward motion uh, she she mentions that you know there's there's bad things everywhere um, and the the prodding you know, questioning and stuff like that um, is you know there's there's the man with the gun Yeah. Sounds like a good place to start, Sheriff. And she absolutely just like goes into a routine, like spinning her guns. Like she never does this actually, but like in here, it's absolutely part of the part of the shtick and everything like that. And uh, like it starts like playing, like spins it over top of uh, Veloja's head, and then like hit, like points it out with the with the the butt to her, like she can have one for a little bit and then like pulls it scoops back. it back away and yeah becomes the becomes the is it turkish ice cream uh, yeah, yeah 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 um but and then just like a big wink and like all of the 
I, I didn't mention it earlier, but like it's very much like a Kalabasa, like skull makeup mm-hmm. sort of thing going on. Very like Day of the Dead, but with monarch butterflies. Lots um, of color mixed with and the just skull this, and this big exaggerated wink where like her whole makeup seems to, to shift with her and <laughs> um and then you know butterflies flaring out and stuff. And uh she nods and and looks to Baba Sarah and says the man with the gun. Ah. Uh, um so oh no. Baba Sarah kind of wobbles a moment. Um and is just quiet. But um the cowl <laughs> nods. Yeah, everybody puts it together at this point, yeah. We we can find him. Good. And yeah, the the relief. Uh yeah, very clearly she's nine years old. Like this this girl is not ready to confront any kind of that tragedy. Um but uh guess you all turn and head out that way. Yeah, I guess Thea would be leading us for this one, right? Because yep, you know him. The direction for this. Yep. Yeah. Um, it takes a, a few steps before Theo actually builds up any speech. He keeps like looking back at the wagon and stuff like he doesn't want to go. But um, yeah, somewhere out there. Um, in Theo's head anyway, somewhere out there there's a farmstead. Um that's sort of locked in a tragedy and that's what she's focused on. Yep. As we move away from the cart. And you find yourselves you know, walking this path. Um and <laughs> no need to roll it. Uh definitely know what memory that Valosha is talking about. And compared to the memory of happiness with Luca. Um, this doesn't even feel like a memory. Um, you can see and feel that being drawn into something, but this is morphed into something far more nightmarish and uh, corrupted. Immediately, you step into... Um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you meta-wise, like, this is a loop, right? It just does not break. And you see uh, a, a man approaching, and actually, I imagine kicking down a door at the farmstead. Um, but I don't know if it actually happened all outside, Greg, so feel free uh, to, to correct me here on, on the memory of this. Yeah, it was outside in the yard. Okay. And you know, this man riding up. Um, I don't even think he has a bandit mask kind of thing because in his head, he's a bounty hunter. He's he's a good guy mm-hmm. and he's got a gun and he's going to go catch this person. Um, and we see from Valosia's viewpoint um, near the farmstead and seeing, and that is, of course, where you all are standing. This man is, there's something twisted um, about him as you look at him there's these barbs like from his clothing 
like everything kind of curls up into sharp, edgy, don't want to touch kind of stuff. Uh, his eyes are very sunken and deep. And actually to compare to Isabel, who's got a skull face paint going on, this band's face looks like Grim Reaper's skull. Um, the gun that he's carrying, it, you know, it's a big rifle, but the end of it is just the, you know, the the rifling is visible. You can see every detail of the gun. Uh, it's a you know very nightmare manifest for uh, for Legba, especially considering experience with the astral. Uh, this is not just a Goetia. This is something else that has grabbed hold of whatever memory was there um, around towards the farmstead um, is outside compared to everything else that seems to loop, right? You walk away from the wagon, you walk through it, it just loops back. Here, there's the farmstead and you can see the, 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 the crops and a couple of livestock out there. And then there is just this empty, dark void of blackness. And it connects to the back of this man. And it kind of draws in and almost this set of wings or some kind of weird umbilical or something like that. Yeah, go rough. I get what you're going for out of character. And I think it makes sense that like, would also pick up on it. And the others um, to at least a certain extent as well. Um, do you want me to make an occult roll? Yes, to, please. To yep. elaborate on that? Okay. Two. Yeah, being in the astral, we got big brain energy going, baby. Oh, yeah, that's true. We can Hell use yeah. a whole other different die pool. Or extra bonuses, I guess. Um. Baby. With an energy that can only be described as uh, spaghetti western meets JoJo's bizarre adventure, uh, Isabel starts striding forward. Oh and, yeah! Like, awesome. Like spurs start clinking out of nowhere, and like. <laughs> Hang uh, on. Yes. Oh wait, it's not supposed to be eleven. It's supposed to be one. I'll re-roll. Or I'll take off the last 11 if you want. Yeah, what, what are you just reading? <laughs> take off the last 11. <laughs> I could take off the last 11 and it's still an exceptional success. For, for those watching. It is rogue, uh, for, but it's for, a plus one modifier. Those at the podcast. Uh, oh, Ralph tried, come on. Ralph, Ralph, Ralph tried to sneak you one. That was an accident. I got too excited. It's still an exceptional success if you want to spend oh, a wait, mana. Yes, it is. I'm going to spend a mana. Of course, I'm going to spend a mana. You got to watch those <laughs> significant digits there, Ralph. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, so, yeah, three successes. <laughs> unit. Spend the uh, spend the mana because you're mind yeah. for attainment. Yep. Uh, allowing right. you to exactly. turn the, it into a exceptional success. I will go ahead and tell you, you get the informed condition um, cool. on this is an Akamoth. Uh, yeah. This is this is not just go. a goetic entity. This is an abyssal yeah. entity that uh, appears in the astral. Uh, they're nasty. They're gross. Um, yep. And they're having very little experience with them other than just some of the basic understanding. Uh, the only major thing is paradox heals them. Um, yeah. And their numina and influence are unlike anything any 
uh, any other goetic entity would have, and their sisters, the Golmoth, um, are similar for spirit and just break all the rules. Uh, so there's no planning or having set expectations other than it's abyssal, and that's a problem. Um, notably, um, <clears throat> you have that uh, understanding. You see the blackness that's connecting back to this wall. Um, as um, and I know, uh, Chris, you're stepping into the memory, but we're going to pause that entrance just a second as the gun is fired. And Jonathan, like the gun goes off. There's a big blast. Jonathan and Luca fall. Oh. And the. Um, uh, oh, my gosh the memory of Theo starts to fall as well. Uh, oh, just one one trigger pull and all three of them are dying. Uh, mm. Luca and Jonathan already have hit the ground. Theo is falling and then time kind of crystallizes as Chris. That's when Isabel is like, nah, fuck this shit. <laughs> Pulling guns. Um, is anybody uh, sitting back and watching this or is everybody jumping in on this? I'm going in behind Isabel, like killing the man with the gun, right? <laughs> yep. Man with the gun, gotta be stopped. Cool. Uh, so this is definitely a uh, initiative role. Um, yep. It's gonna be a good time. Actually, there's only I'm one entity. That. I'm not even gonna bother rolling, and we're just gonna pick an order, and we'll just okay. cycle through. Because yeah. um, mm -hmm. like, there's one en entity. I mean, yeah. Go on the click mm -hmm. a button. <laughs> well, you can click a button if it makes you feel better. Uh, we're definitely going to be rolling some die here in a minute anyway. I rolled, oh, no. a, I rolled a one. I rolled a nine. We got it. Uh, uh, all these random dies that don't have the initiative bonuses attached. I don't know what any of these mean. Well, you said you weren't going to do actual initiative. Right, yeah. yeah it didn't matter. We can, yeah. We're just clicking these buttons because we want to click buttons. We ain't That's, no right. That's true. That's the just throwing dice into the pool. As long as uh, nobody says, hey, I got a natural 20. Everyone's my cool with me going first. Uh, yeah, I got a natural 20 on my D10, so I'm going right. first. Um, Go for it. Bingo. Um, she act goes ahead and activates her Amnion. Okay, now I um, believe that is an instant action. Yes. That's fine. Um, the idea is to step forward and essentially, I'm fucking have a I'm calling you out partner moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and her Amnion has this this black and orange monarch butterfly dress. All the black shifts into white. She's trying to fill this like the the the, the gunslinger in white, the good guy, right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. and the dress turns into like leathers and a duster and um it morphs into a bit more of a like big ass sombrero and um um like bandoliers across her chest and um and everything is like it's still got that like mariposa kind of thing going on but there's this like crackle of lightning riding all along like almost like fairy fire kind of thing like all around the edge of her and stuff like that Love and it. she just steps up to be as threatening and, and like drawing this attention as possible gotcha um, um and to 
points guns at him and um to add just that flavor of text because clearly this entity is now turned towards Valosia as the last right. person right and I imagine Isabel stepping up in that line of yeah, fire yeah um cool um that is your instant action so that's uh the end of your turn um mm-hmm. and that's plus uh because your gnosis is two so two general armor and then minus two to uh finesse tasks um i think it's minus one the finesse actions regardless of what the rating of your amnion uh no it's minus two die penalty to finesse tasks and minus one penalty oh minus to two defense. Oh, it is a minus two. okay gotcha Sorry. Yep. No, i've got it pulled up it's cool i appreciate cool. it excellent Thank uh who is up next because again we don't care um the bad guy just went so imagine you all get to go for so what does that do again like for me it would give me three armor mm-hmm. and then minus and then two what are the minuses minus two to finesse based tasks because you have armor on and minus one to the de- two defense the finesse based tasks are shooting the gun right um i could see that also being power because we are in all of that cut out also being what it also seems be power correct Because we are in the astral, so you flexing your power is fine by me. My power stats are bad. <laughs> um, yep. And then, of course, see, in that case, I'm and, and not going to turn that do on. You have mage armor as well; can be used here, uh, which I believe does, yeah, stacks with attainments. So yeah, you can have mage armor as well as this. The big trick to this is that it helps against the ecstatic wind. So that's its big bonus, too. So I don't know what an ecstatic wind does. It's for the anima mundi. We haven't never been there, so it's okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just going to... Uh, you're just killing this guy, right? I'm just going to kind of walk around Petrichor and level the shotgun at him and shoot. Sure roll it so that'll be finesse uh, plus uh, firearms since you're taking a more finesse uh, approach to it and then for chat that's mage armor not major armor and it's three successes um cool it's a good blasting Mm-hmm. Fast reflexes. That lets me do. Wow, that's a that's shooting. Bo- it's bonus to uh, your initiative. Okay. Yep. Um, cool. Uh, and then this being uh, the astral, uh, and just to make my life easier, I'm going to say all the firearms damage is just one lethal. That way, everybody <laughs> that is doing so. But it does three. <laughs> it does four. Minus whatever armor it might have. No, the shotgun base is three. The base damage on shotgun is three. Oh, I see. I see. Um, (laughs) So generously taking away two points of damage from her. My bad. Uh, (laughs) That said, let me let me assure you that uh, it's all going to work out just fine. (laughs) Um, My gosh. Sorry, I need a notepad. And for some reason, it's not on my start. There we go. Cool. And yeah, I'm going to have my, I guess, fade armor on. Okay. 
Yeah, but you can do reflexively as long as you spend that mana, or not as long as you have to spend the mana. Um, but uh, yeah, going back to the the man with the gun, um, as the shotgun blast goes off, and it's you know this loud cacophonous uh, sound and the spread of pellets and stuff like that hit him and tear away parts of his flesh. Um, but it's clearly cosmetic. Uh, or, well, that that sounds like it did little damage. Well, it did do little damage, but it shreds off skin and clothing that seem all just one piece. Um, and the barbs beneath are remain and you can see like the shoulder going away and then there's this hulking blackness that's kind of pulling up out and is almost looking like it's being freed um, as the shell goes away. Who's up next? Go ahead, Ralph. You would like me to go? All right, fair enough. Uh, So, uh, considering Cloak is not going to use magic unless forced into it, and uh, the other tool he has to use, which is his preference over physical violence, is the force of his will and presence. So um, you feel this kind of like um, maybe uh, vibration, but um, pulsation coming from Cloak, and he swells up in this like uh, cartoonish but exaggerated fashion as though he can inhale much more air than his body should be able to contain. And then he shouts at the Akamoth with all the force of his will, yelling, Infidel! In high speech. Touch nothing but the lamp. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, Now that you've given this fluff, what are you doing? I'm going to roll Intimidation. I like it. He's going to intimidate an Akamoth because, hey, fuck this Akamoth. Also, he has the informed condition. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to invoke that and okay. think of that as a way that he is able to focus his will on the whatever the spirit, you know, mm-hmm. like astral form of the Akamoth might be. Cool. So let's put all the cool things in there. Yeah, baby. So you're trying to like... This time you do have a plus 11, right? Yes. Probably, <laughs> yeah. That's, like that's right. scare it exactly. into leaving? Um, I want to cow it. Yeah, I want to cow it so that um, it makes it easier for us to do things with it. And also impress upon it the notion that um, now we are here, right? Like, you need to be afraid. We're going to destroy you. Okay, we doing it big, baby? All right, I got everything here. That is... I guess this would be opposed by its resolve? Or was this... I'm trying to remember uh, if this was a contested die roll or not. Penalized yeah. by resolve. Oh. Right, that's what I meant. Um, Maybe. I feel like that makes sense. I'm trying to find the court book real quick. Apparently, I didn't open it. Because you should have some stat contesting an intimidation. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Intimidation, I mean, usually in social combat, right? You're breaking down doors, and if you right. force it, then there would be a penalty equal to resolve. Ah, I'm not strength so sure or manipulation plus intimidation minus their composure. Okay, so, cool. Cool. 
I'm uh, sorry. Have you rolled yet? No, cool. No, uh, so no, taking yet. minus six. Minus six. That's fine. That's fine only, with me. Only a plus five now. <laughs> it is actually only a plus four. Oh, my Lord. Because oh, of no. all the bonuses. <laughs> yeah. And also with inf cause informed is and the one that lets wrote. you. Yeah. Yeah. Probably going to be a little scared Akamon. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Eight successes. This is the thing he's best at. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say this is this is kind of their thing. Um, exceptional success. They develop a lasting fear of you, which could make them easier to coerce in the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cloak intimidation, Akamoth. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now that said, uh, not it doesn't immediately give up. Person, but of yeah, course, yeah. Yeah, Go with the narrative, Drew. I know oh, you got yeah. plans and stuff, but this is definitely how Cloak would approach it. Oh, no, I appreciate it. Um, but specifically, like, there is this, like, okay, no, I'm not fucking going anywhere near that one uh, kind of kind of reaction. Um, but quite literally, it, like, starts to shake and, like, what the hell is this? You know, especially considering this was its playground for years. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Bob Sarah. Um, so, uh, Babasara is, uh, gonna kneel down and dig into the dirt, and she's going to lift up a large bronze shield that had been buried in the ground there. Sure. And, uh, beside her on the other side, she'll reach into the ground and pull up a long brass, uh, bronze spear. So the same sort of thing she used for the lion fight, mm -hmm. so. Hell yeah, cool. Um, and, uh, she's going to cautiously approach, um, the Akamoth. Yeah, I don't know if I can get to within striking distance yet. I also, yeah. I'm aware there's firearms going off, so right. I don't want to get in the way. So I'm You're kind sort of like circling around. Side side. Like next to Isabel? Next yeah. to Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, if you're headed in, yeah, you can get there. This is this is the astral. I'll shoot you. It's fine. Okay. Um, I and, uh, will be shooting you. <laughs> yes. Now, that uh, said, you do have to contend against its defense, uh, which is not inconsiderable. Uh, it does yeah. have six defense. Yeah, um, am I actually rolling weaponry and stuff for this, or would we? Could I use brawling or something else, or uh, mental, or uh, I'm I haven't fought in the astral before, so I don't know. Weapons yeah, is I, weapons. Yeah, weapons like. is weapons. Actually, you use the same. You use the same skills. Okay, but yeah. your um, attributes, yeah, are only power, finesse, or resistance. Yep. Okay. Which is the better of your mm -hmm. sure mental or social? Mm-hmm. Um, so I could do presence and weaponry? Correct. Okay. Minus six. Oof. Chance die. <laughs> yeah, chance die. Ah, oh, still got an eight, though. Um, Damn. Yep. Not a dramatic failure, but... Yeah, if nothing else, um, kind of setting yourself forward as, you know, the front line. Um, mm. And uh, Rilla. <laughs> Let me pull her character sheet up so I make Impressive sure. Impressive star child. Uh, so. Uh, 
All right. One success is all she needs as she lashes out with pure prime energy. Um, oh, she casts a spell. She casts a spell. Uh, oh. it, it is a uh, uh, chance die. Okay, cool. Um, but uh, lashes out with pure prime energy and effectively latches on with uh, hope we'll borrow a little little vibe from uh, from Legba as golden glowing chains wrap around the entity and like pull it down and you watch as it's like knees sag and like it starts you know it's moving it's got this gun it's now being attacked by a crazy wraith like being with a spear and it's trying to move about and it's just kind of weighted down it's not able to absolutely stop it but uh you got this like marley and marley uh chains that are just weighing it down re Yay. restricting its movements oh just uh, asking for a friend did Rilla just provoke paradox because he cast a spell in a sleeper's inner yes there's okay. an extra paradox it was yep. a chance die okay yep was well, definitely a chance die mm, this thing's turn Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, well, I mean, I can just go again if you right. want. Um, so uh, way down, um, uh, which just so everybody is aware, it lowers its speed and its defense. Um, uh, so it has a defense of four. I'm going to say it now. <laughs> that way everybody else is aware, because uh, otherwise I'm not going to keep track. Um, it turns the gun, which, again, is like this howitzer of a cannon, just because of the nature of things uh, and levels it at, uh, well, I guess it would be Ash because Ash is the one who's actually done. I shot it. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, this has a, uh, just one lethal. Uh, that's the other reason why I was just trying to do this. Now that said. Uh, oh yeah. I don't have the thing that lets me hang on bullets, but fate, uh, fate lets you do it, right? I mm -hmm. think so. Yeah. Fate, so, fate uh, base. so what is your, um, how many dots of fate do you have? Three. Three. So uh, that adds to your defense. So three. And it lets me use. Let's me. My total defense is eight. And after, I can apply I, it against firearms. Right. And that's after the three. Yeah, that's because okay, cool. I've got my major armor turned on in my sheet. Cool. So. Seven dice. Oh, you have eight Wait, no. Six dice. Bang. So that's three lethal damage. Actually, um, I'm trying to remember, does your you have the same? What is your what is your corpus? Dream health. There it is. Um, add resistance to your resistance to your gnosis base attribute maximum. Okay. Right. So five plus whatever your uh, best resistance. Uh, so nine. Total? So nine is your total right. health. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm at six. Cool. Um, and yeah, that is its turn. 
So, Chris? And she's just, just like yelling, I told you to look over here. And anyways, I start blasting. Uh, we will do a short burst. Right. Which is a plus two, right? Yes. Cancels out my penalty. Wait, what penalty? From the Amnion? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I didn't hit you with anything. I hit myself. You know, willpower. Oh, Lord. I'm in date. Never mind. Not with my dice. That's true. Sir. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, it is It is three lethal. Okay. So with its armor, um, you can see more of this stuff sloughs off. But um, well, actually, especially because it's the three bullets um, and compared to the shotgun spray, right, right? This is big chunks come off of it. And I imagine there's one shot that just grazes across and pulls its face off. Um, and so you have a, a very two-faced moment where on one side you have this you know, memory of this bounty hunter. And then you have this mottled red, black, and green, like almost gangrenous skin beneath and where one side was very humanoid the other is more um like a I'm, I'm imagining a particular uh like like a mantis or something like that it's got these big mandibles um mixed with some kind of animal it's absolutely not Sick. Yeah, it's not. It's not great. Love um, that. Poor, I mean, Isabel actually kind of interested. That's now. true. It's like, oh, tell me more. Yeah, <laughs> rip off this man suit and let me see the beast. Are <laughs> uh, wearing that human suit? Yeah, Edgar suit. Um, well, cool. not what I was referencing, but uh, yes. Uh, and this brings us to is it Ash? Yes. Cool. Um, can I take like a moment to? Just sort of get a beat on, does it look like shooting it is actually hurting it? Like, can we kill it doing this? Or um, are we just ripping apart the memory? Right. Um, I, I'm trying to figure out what you would roll for that. Um, like an actually, occult or something? I, don't, I was yeah. going to say, this is, yeah, if you want to do a cult, that's fine. But actually, I was going to lean into the, the Chris special and roll some, some Arcana um, with a skill. Um to try and get a read on it. I guess Prime? Prime would be good. And then a cult to try to see, like... Sure. Are we magically hurting it? Right. Hmm. Yeah, or is it affecting its pattern at all? Yeah, or are we just screwing with what it looks like here? Are we... Yeah. Yeah, or does it have pieces of Velosia that it's using as armor? Cool. Yeah, one success. One success. Uh, it is it is enough to tell you that this is well armored. Uh, 
um, to the point of, uh, like, can kill it, yes. Uh, may need to figure out what its bane is instead, um, or, you know, something that's antithetical to it, something that's a little bit more geared towards killing it as opposed to throwing lead at it. Um, and that is just, it's a knowledge check. That's just a, a yeah. passing thing. Okay, well, I don't want to take your turn with that. Right. <laughs> For right now, while I think about that, I am still just going to shoot it. Sure. Um, and potentially yell out something. Uh, yeah, that... Uh, figure out its bane. We can figure out what its bane is, mm -hmm. but right now... <laughs> sure. One. Cool. Garbage. So yeah. that's four damage. Uh, slams into it, and at this point, especially as some stuff is already starting to fall off now, at this point, it's just all kind of falling off. Uh, and yeah, it's this hunched, uh, like, as it starts to shrug its skin off, and there's that weird chittering insect kind of sound merged with uh, human laughing. It's not, you know, it's pure nightmare fuel. And it's at this point now, this more hunched, barbed and like something mixed an insect, a couple different animals and a thorn bush. Um, so I'm just going to let your own imaginations go wild with that in these, you know, just unfortunate, you know, sickly colors and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it's laughing, but yeah, there's no there's no language or anything like that. Um yeah. Uh, anti language. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is abyssal. Um, uh, brings us to Ralph. Right. Hmm. So please remind me Nakamoth is both an abyssal and a goetic entity. It is an abyssal entity that follows the rules for Goetia. Okay. Because it uh, lives only in that. the astral. Gotcha. So it is an abyssal entity. However, it is a, is it affected by the mind arcane in the same way that other goetic? Yeah, because it is okay. it it lives in there that territory. Yeah, great. I just wanted to make sure that it's vulnerable mm -hmm. to those. Kinds I of will things. tell you just so we, I'm I'm upfront about it. I'm basically applying its rank as a dis, as additional withstand. Okay, gotcha. Um, it, well, so its rank is it additional withstand? Sorry, meaning like if. If the withstand is isn't its rank, you add the the rank to the as opposed to just a class stand. one, right? Okay, gotcha. What if the withstand is its rank? Then it's just that's it. Similar to okay, gotcha. how, how spirits work. Cool. And so if it doesn't have a withstand, if or if the the effect you're trying to to apply to it does not have withstand, it does have a withstand. Correct. Well. That is the primary cool. thing. Yes. Great. Thank you. That, that's clear. Okay. Excellent. Uh, let's see. So, I think, um, it's heavily armored, and we want to destroy this entity as quickly as possible. So, uh, Legba, well, yeah, I think in this context, he actually wouldn't consider it an act of hubris to cast a spell to destroy this entity. Yeah, I think he'd be otherwise reluctant, but considering the nature of the entity and what it's doing to Veloja, 
he'd be willing to destroy it using magic, mm -hmm. considering it shouldn't be, or at least shouldn't be here. Right. And just banishing it isn't exactly what his goal should be. He wants to destroy it utterly. It is the abyss seeping into her. Mm -hmm. So um, he is going to approach it and um, extend a hand onto it. It's kneeling on the ground because I kind of like the flavor of this as opposed to him just like casting out a beam and doing it from where he is. Mm -hmm. um, he's going to walk over to it and assuming it's wrapped in golden chains, right? And he's already declared it. Is, it. it is weighted, but not necessarily because you mentioned kneeling. It is it is a weight on it, but it's still upright. It's hunched because it's just natural shape. Uh, oh, okay. Gotcha. Right. But regardless, cool. yeah, you can definitely approach. Um, we get more some some more Jojo in here um, and cool. try to lay a hand on it because that'll be um, I think it's athletics. Well, it? just just wait a minute. Just see what we're going to sure. do. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I think it, it would be unarmed or brawl. So it would be brawl if I want to perform a touch. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm narrating the description or whatever. So if, if I need to make a touch attack in order to land um, a spell, that's fine. I'm happy to do that as well. But um, what, what, what would look like this is he's already proclaimed it an infidel, right? And Legba, as the guardian of the crossroads, right, considers this a, a very important responsibility. He's here to protect Veloja and aid Theo, and we're all working together. And this is an entity that shouldn't exist in the astral. So he's going to walk up, and it's hunched, and it's also restrained um partially by these golden chains. And so you all catch a glimpse of um, Ogun, that version of Legba that he described the was Obrimos. him. Right. Yes, the Obrimos version of him as he approaches the golden chains. There's a reflection of light from the gold that um, casts that kind of accent onto the, the form you currently see him in. And so he reaches out his hand behind the Goetia, or behind the Akamoth, onto the back of its head and um, says in high speech, be gone. So I'm going to cast myself a spell. Sure. Are you using sensory range? Uh, no, I'm not using sensory range. Okay, cool. So yeah, we'll yeah. have to get into that. Sit and, yeah, I've got to find it real quick. We, we yeah, I want to reduce the number for... of um, uh, the amount of paradox I have to incur. Right. Oh, and actually, you know what? It's restrained. I've cowed it. Uh, hmm. I want to see how much potency I could put into this. Yeah. Uh, the, Do you think I'd be able to invoke the shadow name for this? Um, I think it's a bit out of Legba's thing to be banishing entities. I don't know, mm -hmm. and you know. That's why. That's, that's why I'm tossing it up. You mm -hmm. know, I don't think generally. I don't know this Akamoth, right? The guardian of the crossroads, the Lodra's Oneros is represented as a form of crossroads and it's polluted and these things are all over the place. I think it's an act of protection in this case, but I'm also okay with not using it. That's why I wanted to throw it up. I can see both um, perspectives. Right. I I think this is going to be um, a little bit outside of Legba as we've seen, because Legba mm -hmm. as we've seen has been often the it's the knowledge and the opener yeah. of ways and stuff like that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and it is uh, dexterity plus brawl okay. for the touch attack. So start dexterity. with a spell cast, okay. of course. Gotcha. It isn't just a normal strength brawl. Yeah, no, I had to I had to check. It is dexterity plus brawl for a touch attack. Okay, gotcha. And specifically, they do refer to it as the, the touch range spell. Okay, all right. Sounds good. Uh... Pull it up. 
And one thing I will note based off this, okay. it doesn't mention anything about defense. Okay, great. Perfect. Then um, we'll make this rote. Because in Real my power. head, it's the whole idea. I don't need to touch you in a specific spot. I just need to touch you. Touch yeah. AC. Yeah, that's true. Yep. That makes sense to me. Fantastic. Cool. So, yeah, just to be safe, um, I'm going to make it rote. And I don't think I have any bonuses. So I got enough. Oh, that's right, because you don't have manipulation either. Nope, he has low finesse. He's not, as as you have observed. <laughs> the wrecking uh, ball. <laughs> yeah, he's not a very well finessed yep. person. I think we'll talk about that in the time skip. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you don't work on your subtlety. Wreck. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Let's get to that spell right, cool. cast, though. Yeah, I got to roll the spell. All right. Um. So he's gonna cast it instantly, and ooh, this might be cool. Would um we didn't discuss? And I don't want to make a big long thing at this, but we didn't discuss uh the full aspects of um how his mentor played out the role of Legba. Was his mentor a more imprecative version of Legba? as opposed to the introspective version that Cloak is leaning into? As in... What'd you say? Y y you hit me. Give me a synonym there. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> did his did, did uh, his mentor more curse and invoke a, a more, um, like, Petro aspect? Like, um, a, a more direct and violent? And oh, no. I imagine it's, it's very much the enlightening kind of... Okay. So the same yeah. kind of thing? Okay, mm -hmm. cool, cool, cool. Great. And hmm, would he draw on that? Um, let's see. He's going to, the, the reach is going to be um, instant cast and then uh, aggravated damage. Mm -hmm. And do you say there's a withstand of his rank? Uh, well, I guess since because you're trying to do direct damage, then I think yep. that's just covered by the the fact that it's a it has stamina similar to other damage attacks okay cool great thank you so um let's see then do that can't do that um oh yeah siderite and yeah i'll just invoke um the cane oh that'd be cool instead of a hand we'll make it a touch attack right but um the 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 flavor is he's touching him with the dog. Sure, right. Does that sound good? I'm, I'm fine with that, yeah. All right, fantastic. <laughs> cool. Great. Okay, then I'm going to roll, and he's going to spend a willpower so that I can pump up the potency. This will be two reach. I'm going to spend... Because he's Gnosis 5, so it's um, going to be... He's a uh, mind 4, so it's a minus 6 paradox or six paradox dice because um, of just the gnosis. And then there's how much additional when you're in a sleep as a neurosis? Is it minus just, two? It's, let me do it's always at least, is it, is I think it is just, it's just always a paradox risk. I don't think it okay, necessarily gotcha. gets a bonus. Okay, gotcha. Then um, uh, Cloak, remember, he still does not have any dedicated magical tools yet. Right. So uh, it hasn't been the full month with that. We'll be in a week. Um, so he's going to spend six mana. Oh, he can't. He'll spend five. 
It'll spend five and there'll be one paradox die. Yep. A solid one, which I imagine you are containing. Yes, definitely. <laughs> it's contain with the 10 wisdom. So let's see. I'm gonna... I will roll the paradox. Yep. Cool. Sweet. No paradox. Excellent. And got Gnosis. Mind. Oh, that's Witch and Brawl is still there. What the heck? All right. I'll roll. I'll roll. So the potency is going to be minus two potency. Two. 11. Three. 15. Let's uh, increase the potency by four. Nine aggravated damage. Oh, eight aggravated damage. Default potency is mine four. So he's rolling six dice. Cool. Short of that, What's exceptional. Um, cool. Uh, and so, yeah, just flaying a mind entity with mm -hmm. mind magic. Yep. Um, and already the paradox. So cool. Um, eight aggravated. Eight aggravated. Fabulous. On top of the three lethal already done. Um, so that's actually going to roll. Yeah, got to visualize this in my head. Okay, cool. Okay. Hmm? Uh, ephemeral entities lose a point of essence for every aggravated they take. It's very true. I should have thought about its numina. Oh, well. Uh... <laughs> It had a big gun, all right? Uh, um, very good. Uh, oh, which actually brings us around to Greg. Um, I'm wondering if I can do a prime knowing to sort of dig into this thing a little. I, I don't know. Can you? <laughs> well, I'm not sure if because there's no specific um, mechanic to get like Bane. Oh, yeah. Um, this. I mean, think of it from uh, again it's created thaumaturgy but no uh, yeah. this goes in heavily into that supernal vision um knowing yeah. spell yeah absolutely okay um, oh and while you're going ahead and writing that up because <laughs> it's like we had a spell it it did stuff uh so yeah the like shape of the figure especially because like normally a mind flay which is effectively what this is would not have any kind of visual effects but we're in the astral um and we're gonna lean heavily into the flay um kind of thing here everybody imagine at home what happens when i imagine chains uh just batter over somebody um here's a t here's a term to not look up degloving no jeez, oh, yeah no uh, 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 we already did that we peeled its skin off yeah well the, yeah the the human skin yeah the edgar suit but yeah now the the body is starting to break notably um the interior is empty there's nothing within, there's no gore, there's no blood, it's just a void within um, as need, the outside. Oh, sorry, go, no, go ahead. 20 potency? 
Uh, similarly, it does. It is resisting. It is withstanding okay. by its rank. Um, and basically, whatever potency you get past that withstand is going to be the questions that you can ask. Kind of base it off a lot of the other stuff. All out of willpower. Cool. Have the free reach. Wait. Uh, technically, that's two reach. It's instant and sensory, but it's still within your free reach. Well, so it doesn't uh, matter. Cast, is it on? Is it? Yeah, right. I thought it was casting on me, but that's why I still have both of my free reach. It's fine. Um, yeah. As a creative thumb, usually I can make it potency as primary factor. Yeah. Sure. yeah. It, it probably is, like anyways, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So pumping in six potency with a die pool of three. Um, it is automatically a chance die. Um, just because, uh, uh, sorry for paradox, um, which comes up as nothing. Okay, mom, baby. I guess technically it would be a full. Ah. Oh, do you want to make that a dramatic failure? And your daughter is a Neros? Uh, um, no, <laughs> I don't want to make it a dramatic failure. My daughter is no. Thank you. <laughs> I will have none Being of that. Scared. Yeah. Uh, Give me the give me the beat, boys. Free my soul. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, funny that, it's funny that you say that. Um, so um, watching what uh, Legba has done, um, which um, and then the the fact that the chains did not work as well as Rilla expected them to um, and seeing how effective a direct spell was. Uh, is gonna follow suit. Um, actually, let me scroll back up. Make sure I use the right dice pool. Yeah, six. That's what I thought. Um, actually, before I do that, I'm gonna roll Paradox. She's again containing it. Oh, she's got mana. Uh, what's her notice at? Two, so she can do two for free. Okay, yeah, so it's still a chance die. Well, dang it. Oh, well, that's fine. We get four successes, so we are able to do a little bit more damage. Um, And so she hurdles um, just raw prime uh, energy, uh, especially considering she's spending mana to burn the paradox off. It's just this molten golden light, very obrimos, striking this thing and just kind of moving along the chains, I imagine. Um, actually, I guess she doesn't technically throw it, so we're going to change that up to the go- the golden chains catch fire. Um, and yeah. uh, there's definitely between the flaying that it just got and this, it is unhappy. Uh, how much potency does she have? Okay, cool. Alright, well, I will tell you this. Um, all this guy has left is... Well, all his boxes are full. Uh, most of it with aggravated, uh, and just a couple left of lethal. Um, Let's see, go night night. Oh yeah, let me let me roll. Uh, cause that's stamina. Oh, who am I kidding? This thing doesn't fall unconscious. It's a abyssal entity. <laughs> um. Oh wait, is it when they're full of lethal that they fall into? Because it's full aggravated that they just get destroyed. They just poof. Yeah. Well, if they yeah, if they get 
destroyed and have no essence, then they go. Oh, that's true. So he does still have some essence. Um, so limping along, uh, which I think is kind of nice because it comes around to. Oh, it to does me. something. It does something. Okay. Uh, so uh, beaten, battered, and uh, with nine minutes left to go, um, it makes a run for it. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Okay, fabulous. Uh, you watch as it basically turns back to the umbilical that's connecting it to all the bad stuff outside mm -hmm. and grabs hold of it and looks like somebody using a rope. Actually, for it, it almost looks like gravity has inverted and it's now, you know, rope climbing up towards the black edge of uh, the, the Oneros uh, or the stuff outside uh, oh um, sorry and the die pool there was for it to shrug off the uh, the chains sure. so effectively you all have uh, seven minutes and one turn to uh, to catch this thing yeah um, hopefully rule of cool you'll let me do this in, in the um, astral of all places? Yeah. Well, specifically because <laughs> it's a spirit spell. Oh, okay. Um, But she pockets her her revolvers to kind of disappear into the coat. Sure. And then from like back up behind the duster, it looks like she's about to pull out a shotgun and she pulls out the staff oh, that she was just given. Yes, absolutely. Cool. And she calls out, stop it. And I'll contain it. And prepares to craft an abyssal fetish. Holy shit. Oh. In the astral. All right, cool. Yep. Whoa. We about to pop out of here with something fucked up. <laughs> uh, which uh, does jump over to and uh, rule of cool, uh, but also so everybody has some input here uh we can have a, a moment of conversation notably really going uh hell no uh but to put her vote in um but i'm i'm open to whatever you all want to do uh i mean sure we can catch it if that would be if that would work it's Isabel's idea, mm -hmm. and it's in the middle of a scene, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I can slow it down. Yeah, cool. Try and stop it. Mm -hmm. yeah, it has, to be, it has and... to be slumbering to turn it into a fetish, so you gotta stop it. Oh, you mean like, like kill it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I was going to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Whip out the um, time spells. Yeah. Yeah, mm. just like I can, because you can mess with time a little bit enough mm -hmm. to like stop it from running away. Um, for... uh, but yeah, I mean, I can. I mean, I feel like knocking it out's a good answer either way. Mm -hmm. Cool, I'm gonna shoot it because <laughs> I don't have any direct damage spells. You could cast a spell that would boost the damage it takes. Mm -hmm. Also true. Monkey's paw is a hell of a thing. Yep. That's, Wait, that's yeah, monkey's paw. Yeah, that's for equipment damage. 
um, great uh, misfortune. misfortune. Great misfortune. Yeah, exactly. I am so a spell. Acanthoi are great at mm-hmm. that damage. And if I had done that on the first round, that would be great. But uh, right now, yeah. I'm just yeah. shoot it. Oh yeah, no, no, no. You, you do what you good. Want. I look. Can I use willpower on shooting yeah. something? Yeah, oh, yeah, you can spend willpower on any, just about any action. So that's six more Heck damage. yeah. Yeah. Um, so blam goes the shotgun. Um, and uh, well, yeah, uh, especially since Chris, you didn't actually roll anything. Um, roll to activate the thing. Yeah. If I can, I want to try to suffer its rope. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the narrative here. Uh, so for Chris, it's your gnosis plus its spirit, which has to be four. Oh, yeah, it does have to be four. Yep. Um, unfortunately, any paradox it provokes has to be uh, released. Which. Why? Hmm. Why is that? Oh, because uh, it's a imbued item. Imbued imbued item. item. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember here because you're doing instant and sensory. Oh, wait, no, because that's based off of the imbued item itself. Uh, so what? Releasing uh, paradox is both very bad and also will heal. Oh yeah, it. so it has sensory range built into craft fetish. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, it doesn't. It should have ignore it, Chris. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it should have instant cast in there too. So yeah, the re- the the reach is already there. So it's literally just gnosis plus um, plus four. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm just rolling gnosis plus spirit and then adding the plus one and then a mm-hmm. willpower. Cool. Okay. So, uh, yes, the Akamoth falls unconscious, uh, taking enough damage that the body that it inhabits goes limp, um, and you can see the umbilical thing attached to its back that it's also climbing up um, starts to dissolve, starting at its back and kind of withering back to the wall. And its sense of gravity is still turn 90 degrees for a little bit as it falls. So you have this weird parabolic arc as it comes back towards you and then gravity takes over and it flumps into the the farmstead, which I imagine coincidentally, you know, falls in front of Isabel. Um, and uh, yeah, you, you bind it into a fetish. What do you bind it into? What object? It will be an astral object. Um. Could be a lot of guns. Waste. Like, what do you do with that? <laughs> An astral representation of one of your guns. Yep. And so, yeah, it kind of. I imagine there's this motion with one hand with the staff the thorny branch and the gun and it's just this you know pointing motion and it just gets yanked and dragged up into 
vacuumed into the barrel. <laughs> Ghostbusters? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pulled into the gun. Uh, oh man, we're right at the time. Uh, that will require some discussion out of game, <laughs> um, off screen. Um, but for the uh, for the resolution of today, um, the wall kind of solidifies and it is still there, um, not dispersed, but um, it seems. Walled off. Uh, also, I just checked the calendar, and we don't have anybody immediately after us, so we're gonna continue until we get this result. Ralph okay. was needing to kind of get out of here, right? Too. I do know that, so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna try and keep this trucking along. Or actually, I'm gonna take the narrative um, and just we're yeah. gonna we'll wrap it up. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, if you got to blow Ralph, thank you. Yep. I appreciate mm -hmm. it. Um, but yeah, in short, the. Um, the wall itself is not abyssal. The wall itself is the Numa of the Watchtower. Um, and the umbilical is the thing that let it through. Um, and now, as that umbilical pulls back um, and the wall kind of solidifies what was a kind of sinister shape starts to solidify more and you have this um, black marble wall that builds up um, and solidifies around the farmstead space. Um, and while the slumbering, lingering ambush you in a moment's notice kind of vibe is still there it is lessened um and uh narratively I, or out of character i will let you know there's still work to be done to help valosia but the very specific intrusion has been resolved um and the wall that the you know tower of the leaden coin was trying to put up for years and years and years is complete and so walled off Val, uh, to protect Valosia from that backlash. Um, so there's this lessening energy um, and over the time skip <laughs> that we're, we're setting up for, uh, Craig, you and I will we'll discuss the, the actions that go about to um, resolve and potentially excise the abyssal energies that are in there but notably the stability that you had talked about before that was so tenuous is now solid so mm -hmm. a supernal breaking point will not suddenly knock the whole wall down right and i'm thinking is... during the skip two there are also probably gonna be some implications for isabella's <laughs> oh yeah of her definitely... gun. it wasn't just a gun it was her gun. Yeah. Well, one of, uh, <laughs> but it is also the abyssal, uh, the, Not the soul stone one. I'd want to be yeah. clear. <laughs> yeah. That's also very true, but it is the astral <laughs> version of it. Uh, so not the actual thing. So it's just stuck. It'd be there. way cooler if I woke up with it. These are things to discuss. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, notably because it may just be, uh, we got to discuss how to get a goetic 
representation of my gun out of my Oneros. A, because I don't want to leave it there, and B, it would be more cool to have it here. Yes, I'm looking right okay. at you, Ralph. Okay. Uh, I'm already prepared. <laughs> say, <laughs> say no more. Just say less. Uh, already less, King. So like, thank you quick, all. Yeah, look, <laughs> oh, go ahead. look, in the rookery, that scene, you know, when um, Songbird comes back with the red ledger jacket by beating mm -hmm. Damon in a fight, I was like, yes, that's great. All right, how do you do that? <laughs> it's okay. got to be a way to do that. Okay, we can do this. We can do it. Uh, so thank you all for joining us. Uh, Dork Tales, obviously, thank you for hosting us and uh, you know letting us borrow your audience. Uh, Dork Tales audience, hey, thanks for hanging around for Awakening. Um, I need to talk to Kelly more about doing some 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 made shenanigans uh, because they do a bunch of that. Um, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah thank you for having us uh, this is also just the day one of Onyx Path Con so there's more stuff on this channel on our channel twitch.tv slash occultist anonymous uh, more stuff on plastic age place more stuff on uh, the Onyx Path bunch of panels bunch of stuff we are playing well most, most of, us. of us sorry Ash um, plus Amanda and Brenna okay. you're you treating me for going to pray two better I'm... ones um, one of them's prettier uh and <laughs> I'm biased. Uh, let's be very clear that one of them is my wife. Let's be 100% clear about that. Um, and uh, we're going to be playing Trinity Continuum Assassins, which is going to be a lot of fun. They're going to be uh, chasing down bad guys in an underground train tunnel. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. They have very little idea of what they're getting into. They're just going to nope. jump into it. It's going to be great. Um, zero idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so that'll be tomorrow um, at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, mm -hmm. um, and it's just two hours, so uh, no break. It's it's going to be jump in. We're going to go 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 go, and Ask hopefully and loose. Yes, um, I'm going to reread the rules, and that's going to be good enough for me. We ain't rules learning anything. Everything's going to be rule of cool. Okay, not everything, but a lot of rule of cool. So uh, yeah, and that is the end of our programming for Dork Tales tonight. So you can go home, and well, you're probably already home. You can shut <laughs> down when we're done here. Uh, there's nobody for me to raid or anything like that. So, um, yeah, Scion. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we can. We're going yeah, to raid our. We're going to raid ourselves. This is terrific. Uh, so thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time.